This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. What's up, everyone? Another edition of Reception Perception. The show. As you can hear, I'm not James Coe. I am Matt Harmon. Joining me tonight, while James Coe is off taking care of real serious real life business out there we've got our guy zach miller zach great time to have you on because i know we initially discussed having you on these like a like a monthly dynasty check-in and this was just good time with with james out now it's just me and you the the boys get to have some fun while the old man is no longer with us yeah it works out you killed the show intro um it's it's no james code the show but it was an excellent intro and i'm happy to be here man happy to join up i love the dynasty episodes and i'm that post Thanksgiving timing works well for me as well. So glad to be here. Glad to be back on the show. No doubt. Yeah. I actually hate, um, like when people welcome to a show, this is like a total side tangent, but I hate when people are like, welcome to the podcast. It's like, welcome to what? You're just listening to this, okay? You're not actually welcoming to anyone to anything. So I specifically try to never do that, but it does make for like a weird intro. So, hey, I did my best. Uh, I am actually a professional podcast host in my day job. So this should be something I can I can do with a reasonable degree of confidence. I, I'm not as seasoned veteran as you so i'm going along with it i'm fine not being intro i'm i like just hopping on like it's a casual i'm just showing up we're stopping to have a chat type scenario well there we go we got a big uh chat here ahead of us uh we've got a lot to talk about as mentioned we're going to do our kind of monthly dynasty check-in i know we're going to talk a lot about the rookies because man i'm really curious to pick your brain about these guys because i feel like i'm having a I don't know, hour by hour debate with myself in terms of uh, which of these guys I like best at the top all the way down the ranking. So that's going to be fun. I know we have a lot of veterans to hit on as well, but we're going to start with a new feature that just went up on the site. I'll call it a uh, a fan favorite, like a diehard favorite, uh, or at least honestly, I like doing it because it helps me. Zach, it's the late season running back stash rankings. This is something that for years I've always talked about, you know, the stretch run in fantasy football, like once you get past the bye weeks, you go ahead and throw like your wide receiver five, your wide receiver six, get, get them off your roster. You're tight. If you're, if you're carrying a second tight end for whatever reason, you, you can get that guy off your bench. Okay. Backup quarterback, stuff like that. Depth players don't need him anymore. What you need on your bench for the stretch run in fantasy is you need some upside running backs because let's just say, you know, somebody gets hurt. You get a freebie start there, like a potential running back one or two. Look, the one guarantee we have in fantasy, Zach, is chaos, okay? And chaos hits at the end of the season. One of these running back injuries takes place. You want to be positioned with that dude already on your waiver wire or already on your bench, not fighting off the rest of goofballs in your league to try to get them on your team. Yeah, things are going to happen. You're going to have players come out of nowhere that win you championships. I mean, Rashad Penny was thrown off the face of the earth until about week 10 last year and then 
climbed people to fantasy glory. So you got you got to get ahead of that because you're not getting them once the waivers go through. You may not have if you're in a fab league, you may not have the money to go do it. So get them now. Exactly right. Yeah, the one running back thing uh, I do on receptionperception.com is this, just because, again, I think it's important. So basically, um, for the uninitiated, it's on receptionperception.com. If you have a Prime or Sicko membership, you can get access to it. But we're going to give you a little bit of a free uh, taste of it, a little preview here to get you excited about this tool. And it's something that I'll update, you know, day by day based on uh, any news that we get. Um, So basically, there's there's five categories that people are sorted into because I love a tier. I love a group. One group is should be 100% rostered. This is a guy like, you know, Alexander Madison. I think Kareem Hunt kind of fits into this group as well, you know, because he's not really getting any standalone usage. You know, your your Alexander Madison, though, I think is the best example, right? A guy that every he should be 100% rostered because if Dalvin Cook goes down, he he's a guy that is going to give you running back two numbers. Then there's the next group, the priority stashes, the waiver wire speed dial slash deep stash groups, the unclear group. No, no, no backfield fits this better than the 49ers backfield right now. I've just got Tyrion Davis Price and Jordan Mason right there, man, because, and hey, I, I honestly, if I was really being real, I probably should add Tevin Coleman right there as well, because that group is unclear. And then there's the last, my favorite, the don't care group, okay? Like, I don't care about Marlon Mack if he's the number two running back in Denver. Don't care about that. Don't care about the number two running back on the Houston Texans. Stuff like that. So, Zach, let's get into this. Um, I, I've got a few guys here that I, I wanted to highlight from the list and, and where they sit. Um, but I wanted to hear if there's anyone, any of these backup running backs that sort of stands out to you, uh, someone that, that, that where they, where they're ranked, where they're grouped, whatever. Yeah. I think, uh, throwing off the really, really interesting where I, I always see the classic fantasy football. I'll just put two guys right next to each other. Cause I'm not sure who, which one to rank first. I love that. I love seeing that in here. <laughs> hey, that's a pro. The, the hedge rank is a pro move. Okay. It's like, uh, at the beginning of the season, I don't know who I want more Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. The answer was actually don't take either of them. Cause they're going to miss a ton of games but um yeah I just put them right now put them 18 19 sure the hedge rank yeah i see the zonovan knight james robinson the interesting one for me i like why the tear break between jalen warren and james cook that that's the i think that's the question is like you have a top tier offense in the bills yeah they don't really run the football so that's probably the main reason for the tear break and i guess james cook is a rookie as well that that's the only one i see here that i'm like uh You've got Singletary going down. James Cook has already looked really good the last couple of weeks. He's starting to integrate himself a little bit more. You've got that high-powered offense. I, I don't know. I don't see a huge difference between him and Jalen Warren when you're talking between, like, you got the speed, the Steelers compared to the Bills, but I think James Cook might be the better back there. He's going to be on the better mm-hmm. offense. He, he, for me, would probably enter that should be 100% rostered tier. Uh, but other than that, not, not a ton of it a ton of debate for me especially when you get down near the bottom on the unclear don't care that tier to me is almost the same but yeah that would be that'd be the one i think james cook has quite a bit of upside especially as the receiving game he's just a little bit more dynamic than singletary who's getting a lot of those dump off passes i think james cook can just do a lot more with them than singletary can so i think almost if he steps into that role he might be more valuable than singletary has been i think that's a fair call out right like 
So for me, I have uh, Jalen Warren in the should be 100% rostered camp. Uh, I have him mm-hmm. in that tier. He's the last guy in that tier. And then James Cook is the first guy in the uh, priority stash, essentially, uh, that tier. He's the first one there. Running back seven on the running back stash list. Um, but I think it's a fair call. The only reason I ended up putting Jalen Warren in the should be 100% rostered is because Najee Harris is hurt right now. Like, uh, that right. that's the one thing. Like, so I think – and I'm we'll talk about – Warren here in a second in that particular matchup this week. So I think it's really fascinating, but I, I do think that if there was something to happen to Devin Singletary, I've been pretty impressed with James Cook, you know, just the opportunity that he's been getting, even with Singletary on the field. Um, I, I'm pretty surprised that Naheem Hines has basically just been a kick returner. Like, <laughs> What's I'm, the point? I know. Well, hey, listen, they, they needed a better kick returner, I guess, right? Like they got Isaiah McKenzie doing full-time slot stuff at this point. But um, yeah, that, no, that has been a bit of a surprise to me. Um, so, I, but although at the same time, Zach, couldn't you imagine that Singletary goes down and like, you know, I don't know that they really trust James Cook as like an early down back. And then Hines is probably still going to mix in in the, in the rushing game or, or does the trade of Zach Moss like signal like, Hey, no, if if Singletary goes down, like we're cool rolling out James cook. Yeah. I think they were done with Zach Moss. It kind of felt like one of those moves is like, let's get this trade done. And also will you take him off of our roster? Can we also send him your way? So I I think that to me gave a little bit, I don't know if it was as much confidence in James cook is just like, we're done with Zach Moss, get him off of our team. But I, I don't see Naeem Hines taking that early down work. So I yeah. think James Cook would kind of shoo in there. And Hines would probably see some third down. I'm shocked by his usage in general. They traded some, like picks away to go get him. But I, I think he would have some upside. I think he'd be that first, second down back and probably rotate third down work. That's enough for me uh, with the, with the stash running back through there. I'd, I'd put him on my bench, get rid of one of those wide receiver four fives. I'm definitely fine with that. Yeah, that's why I at least wanted to have him on the priority stash list, just because I, I think he is a little bit overlooked right now as a guy who has major, major upside if Devin Singletary ever goes down. I mean, Singletary, I mean, dude, Singletary is a guy they've been trying to replace, right, for several years. Uh, and it, it just kind of keeps coming back to him because he's pretty trusted, at least in that offense right now. So, yeah, for me. I, I agree with your point. I think that's why he's the top guy in my pr- priority stash list. But I want to talk about Jalen Warren here with you because, I mean, Najee Harris has been one of the most disappointing, maybe perhaps the most disappointing pick you could have made in fantasy football this year. I mean, he's giving you some weeks, but certainly not anything close to like a consensus 100% first round pick. Jalen Warren missed last game with a hamstring injury. I thought it was kind of surprising that, you know, as we were taping this on Wednesday, they announced earlier today that he's cleared, like he's going to play this week. I thought that was a little surprising. Both Benny Snell and Anthony McFarlane kind of looked pretty good against the Colts, which I thought was, again, surprising because the Colts have a pretty good run defense. But let's just say there's no Najee Harris. I do expect him to miss this week's game. Jalen Warren, I think, again, he's a guy that should be on 100% of rosters. I put Benny Snell uh, on this list as well, thanks to your recommendation. I did put him in the unclear uh, group there but let's just say Harris is out what are your expectations for Jalen Warren in a really really nice matchup this week yeah it is great there's not much better than the Falcons matchup coming for running backs which is almost unfortunate that there's so much uncertainty with injuries is with that it also Najee seems to have avoided a major injury I don't I don't foresee him playing this week but who knows I'm not an injury expert there it, what Warren didn't practice at all last week too, which I think made it almost more surprising that they just cleared him. If if he plays, I'm I'm all in on it. I I think the Steelers kind of have always been the like, 
one man gets this backfield as much as Mike Tomlin always talks about a timeshare in the offseason, getting rid of yeah. work as soon as <laughs> as soon as the game starts, he's 80% for one player. So I'd I'd play him with full confidence. If Najee's out, Warren's active, it's not a great offense. So you're probably not getting an RB1 ceiling out of him. But oh, he's yeah. he, I think he gets enough opportunity and success against the Falcons that I'd, I'd plug and play him as an RB2 flex option this week. Pretty full confidence. I don't have a lot of concerns about Benny Snow. I've seen a lot from him before. Yeah. He looked good against the Colts, but I don't know. I don't know how much that holds up. And they they seem to prefer Jalen Warren over him for most of the season. So I think they have a little bit more confidence in him moving forward. So I'd take that easy. Yeah, and as much as you're totally right, usually it is like a – Hey, we're we're full blow one guy and that's it. They have been mixing Jalen Warren in a little bit. Uh prior to that injury in week eight, he had six carries for fifty yards, three catches on three targets for twenty-five yards. He had nine carries for thirty-seven yards. Uh again, three for three through the air in that game as well. You know, he'd been kind of mixing in, not like a ton of snaps or anything like that, but it's hovering somewhere between like 20 and 30 snaps taking a little bit off of Najee Harris who I just wonder if like we're going to get that report in the offseason like oh Najee Harris was just never actually healthy this year you the know, never healthy he that, report yeah yeah the never healthy report which look I would I would kind of buy it because he came in with like a foot injury you know and so I, I would get that but you know so that's why I'm, I'm with you that I'm pretty high on Jalen Warren if he goes out there um, he certainly does not have the upside of other dudes who are in that 100% roster you know Samaje Pirine came out last week and showed you like this is why you want like you want to have Samaje Piran parked on your bench before the Joe Mixon concussion game because then you just get to start him, you know. So that's why these guys like I I have other dudes in that category as well. Some that you'd expect, some that you wouldn't. I think, but um, yeah, that that's why I think Jalen Warren fits into that mix. Doesn't have quite the upside as a guy like Piran because he plays with the damn Steelers, but um, yeah, I, I do think that uh, Jalen Warren would make a nice start this week. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. One other guy I wanted to highlight here too, in the priority stash one. What do you feel? How do you feel about Dontrell Hilliard? I have him kind of high, eighth mm. overall, second in the priority stash group, just behind James Cook. I feel like Dontrell Hilliard is a guy. I don't know what his roster ship is across like multiple platforms, but I feel like he's a dude that is a little bit overlooked right now as one of these guys that if something happened to Derrick Henry and, you know, I mean, knock on wood, everybody knows I love Derrick Henry. Like, I, you know, but he, he is dealing with an injury right now. Um, you know, just small stuff, whatever. If something happened to Derrick Henry, he had to miss a couple games, something like that. They want to rest him before the playoffs. Uh, would Dontrell Hilliard be a guy that like Jalen Warren, you're rolling out as an RB two? Yeah. I think that's almost like a sneaky add on. Cause like you said, not a lot of people talk about his name. If you're not, really really well versed in there but the the titans playoff run matchup is just absurd i mean everybody's waiting to ride ride him to victory all the way through but like you said he's kind of dealing with that foot injury and Dontrell hilliard has he's made some plays this season especially in the past game i mean he's got a couple touchdowns under his belt which primarily in the fantasy community just goes like vultures like uh come on where's yeah. my derrick henry touchdown another Dontrell hilliard sure. one but he looks good and when yeah. um when Derrick Henry went down last season and we saw Deontay Foreman come in and 
have some juice, which we're seeing a little bit again this season with the Panthers. They they came in and he was still valuable in that role. They run the ball well. They have a decent offensive line. That's kind of their identity. And I don't think they would just flip the switch and start being an airmail offense just because Derrick Henry goes down. And I think he's pretty the clear-cut backup there. There's not really anybody else in that backfield that I think would take that role. And you're probably shooing in 15, 20 touches a game. And he's a really capable pass catcher. He's He's got a lot of juice on that. He's clearly not as big as Derrick Henry. I don't think anybody could be. But I think he's pretty valuable there. I, I He was someone coming into this list I was expecting to be like, oh, like maybe you should have this guy higher. And I couldn't because you had him up there. You already had him high enough that I was like, it's great. It's at least someone someone's showing a little light on them. But he, he's a fun player to watch. I think he'd be great. They're, I'm trying to find their playoff matchups as I'm reading this. But it looks like, yeah, okay. So goes against Jacksonville, Chargers, and Houston. The Chargers-Houston matchup. That's, yeah, that's that's pretty sweet, dude. Like Again, we want Derrick Henry out there for those games. But just in a hypothetical world, he misses any time. I mean, we're going to be pretty gassed about Hassan Hosk. Uh, excuse me. I, I almost I, I was Freudian slip there, but uh, Dontrell Hilliard there. We'd be pretty gassed about him. I did just want to mention the name Hassan Haskins, a guy they drafted this year. Um, he was he's been dealing with a hip injury, but he did mm-hmm. play uh, six snaps against the uh, Bengals in the last game. Seven snaps. Obviously, like that's one thing that I this is a bigger point about this about this exercise where I think we talk about, you know, insurance backs handcuffs whatever like in draft season we don't always know how these things are going to play out even in a situation like as much as I'm getting excited about Dontrell Hilliard as a guy that you should stash like there is a scenario where they view Hilliard as like a specialty player a utility guy and then oh Derrick Henry goes down they throw out Hassan Haskins and he actually gets like 14 15 carries no passing game work and that goes to Hilliard but that makes both of those guys kind of less valuable than if just one of them was that dude. So that's always something to monitor here. But I, still, regardless, like Hilliard's a veteran. He's played for them before. He's actually made some plays in a standalone sense this year as well. Yeah, I think they're... In the way you said, Haskins is a bigger back. He is more of that like physical look to Derrick Henry that they could slot him in there. I, I think also the fact that they're a little still technically playoff bound and kind of their record to me has an important to it. Like, that, that's not a team that's kind of like airmailing the rest of the season they're still yeah, trying to no. win games variable still very much has them bought in that like i don't know if they really hand off everything to a rookie that hasn't played much but he does fit that physical mold of derrick henry a little more but the, i think the matchups enough for me are enough that i would I, if i was derrick henry's owner he'd be on my bench in every league 100 percent. yeah i mean even again and this is the beautiful part about this like even if you don't have derrick henry you stick hilliard on your bench guess what that the henry person they 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 get an injury whatever they're gonna be running the waiver wire like all right let me get hilliard oh zach's already got him on the damn bench you know that's uh that's what it's all about irritating other people in your league all right so that's the running back stash tool the rankings there uh, again, you know, five categories, fully ranked backup running backs, uh, you know, and this is just my personal preference and also comes with guys that are not stashes, you know, the the Tyler Algiers, and I hated to put DeAndre Swift in that category, but he's now kind of a flex with benefits kind of guy, right? <laughs> 30% snap share, he's got to be. He's not seeing enough anything to he's be not, yeah. else. Yeah. He's, he's, he's Jamal Williams' backup. He's fighting <sighs> so with Justin Jackson to be. <laughs> not for me, dude. I, I listen. I have a lot of Jamal Williams teams, so not for me. I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. it, but uh, that's just me. All right, so anyways, that's the tool. Again, 
If you're a subscriber, receptionperception.com with a Prime Sickle membership, you can get access to that tool and much, much more.